0: great doing good teeny over there she's wow she's working hard Did you ever talk with her Jacob she really seems to be so focused teeny what do you mean what Tini. are you talking about she fell asleep yesterday so yesterday focused. she did but I missed mean, I had to talk to her because now that she's just look at her she's got all those letters pouring in writing to us at mynorthwest.com you're texting as well at one triple eight nine seven three yes and just seven three three five five Four seven six. She's just looking up every once in a while and saying potato. She's working hard. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Whatever you did to, to motivate her. Oh, I see. You put a potato on the outside of the glass. <laughs> right. That's she. Keep, that's what she's looking at. It's like the carrot out in front of the old mule. Diving in. The All right. Thank you, Tini. Thank you, Jacob. Get the team back up on track. Must appreciate it. Well, listen, the uh, cops aren't going to be there because cops, don't forget, are horrible human beings. And they all all cops are bastards. That's what I saw written all over the uh, buildings in Seattle. And uh, they quit. And they're all quitting and they don't want to work for the city, so they're going somewhere else. So that means if you're a business and you're in Seattle, I think was the Business Association paid some $400,000 for security because somebody has to stop somebody from coming in and robbing them.
1: Yes, the Downtown Seattle Association did spend $400,000 the first half of the year, or last year. Um, Seattle police are saying that there were 253 burglaries just in January, and oh. last year, 3379
0: Oh, so you got to hire security.
1: Yes. Private
2: security is seen as an effective but expensive deterrent to the steady stream of property crime confronting business owners in and around Seattle. Ricky McGee of Jaguar Security, Inc. says there's so much work that it's a struggle to fill all the requests. Business is great. The problem is, like I said, you know, getting the people to come to work. Like the police, McGee is also short on qualified workers, so many of the security guards work overtime. We've gone into a situation now where we have to stop the crime. Uh, we, we try to be a help to the police. We try not to be the police. Security guards can provide that extra support that supplements the work assigned to police and can help understaffed departments focus their resources on violent crimes. Still, Seattle police tallied 253 burglary reports just in January and nearly 3,400 for all of last year. Tacoma saw 2,400 burglaries last year, up more than 7% over 2021. Crime is way up. There's not that many police officers. We're there to help them. And they're there to help us. And I think we can do it better if we all work together.
0: I mean, you imagine getting that job. First of all, the people that want to rob, steal, they know the security guards are not allowed to touch them. Right. I think that's probably part of the rule. Um, And they can stand there and just be a deterrent. But are you going to risk being shot because somebody wants to steal a power tool or something else?
1: I, I don't think that they are. I think that the hope is um, that maybe the criminals don't know whether or not, you know, they don't know the capability of the security guard, so mm. they might look elsewhere if they see, oh, there's a security guard, just like they say if you have a, a security system and you have a sign out in front of your house that 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 might might give somebody pause. I'm moving on to the next house because this one's got the system, and I don't know. I don't want to take a chance, but there's only so many things they can do. They are very limited.
0: Mm Hmm. Give them a windbreaker or something, and give them something that looks like, um, you know, it looks like you've got um, security there. But the the people that are doing this, in most cases, they know they talk and I like you can go in there and rob it was it last year I think the famous video of some guy pulling like an 80 inch television set just dragging it out into the out onto the sidewalk or putting it in a cart and pushing it away would I don't know how much you'd have to pay somebody <clears throat> to step in front of someone who's stealing something I asked Rye about at Home Depot he goes we just go up ask the person if they'd like to pay for it if they want any help they said if you do go up and say to somebody, can we help you? Or, Are you looking for something in particular? That can stop some or at least make them think twice. But if they just want, they come in, grab the Milwaukee tools and psh, out the door. So, um, I feel bad for that guy trying to find people because I'm sure this is bank time for him because so many people need some security uh, guy to be able to, um, you know, stand there and try to defer. My brother got a job at Man Music Center because he said, he he looked at the lineup and all he wanted to see um was um it was it was a um England John was it what's the group i told you about Andrew, to get England Dan
1: and John Ford Coley. John wait John wait John England Dan
0: and John Ford Coley.
1: I
2: would really
1: to see it
2: tonight
0: Chuck's so like, I'm going to get a job at Mann Music Center because I want to see them. And I figured. We could
2: go walking through Indy Park. Yep. Take a drive along the beach. Stay at home and watch, watch TV. TV. See, it really doesn't matter much to
3: me.
0: This guy broke up in 1980, but prior to it. They're going to come to the Man Music Center. My brother's like, I'm going to get a job as a security guard. And we'll go see them. And then I'm going to see Dave Mason. I'm going to see, um, uh, well, oh, Christopher Cross is coming. And Chuck's like, this is going to be great. So we got a job. And then there was a fight at, I think, Christopher Cross concert. And Chuck said, like, I'm not going to get in there and get punched in the face because somebody's. But, like, who's fighting at a Christopher Cross concert? So then he quit. Never got a chance to see these guys.
1: Couldn't he have just bought a ticket?
0: That's another way.
1: (laughs) It just seems like a lot of work to go through the application process, have to work the job. I mean, clearly he would have had to work at several other shows to get to that one. That was the way to go.
0: You get to see all the concerts, just sit there on the hill with your yellow jacket on and your giant flashlight. Oh God! That song brings back horrible memories.
1: Because of your brother?
0: No, I used to. I dated this girl, and I used to sing that song in the car. And then she broke up with him because she thought I was weird because I sang songs in the car. Oh, really? Wow. Low <laughs> she, bar. She said that. That's what she said. What's the reason when i kept pressing her why 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 aren't we going out anymore why and then finally she's like cuz you're weird okay cuz all my friends are like you're weird okay you're like really weird you sing in the car to like love songs it's really weird makes everybody uncomfortable <laughs> well the silence is very similar <laughs> well, to the I mean, silence i experienced
1: i just <laughs> I, I, have a feeling I, I have a feeling that was your reaction too, right? What did What do you say to that? I mean, a lot of people sing in their cars. She probably sings in her car. And that was the reason?
0: I think it was primarily singing songs like that and Christopher Cross and uh, Poco. That I was doing more sort of easy listening stuff in the late 70s while I was dating her. I think she also thought I was a little kind of, you know, light in the loafers. <laughs> Lighten the Docksiders.
1: Well, maybe we should get her on and talk to her about it.
0: <laughs>
1: Find out what it was exactly, if she was using that as uh, I think cover. I pretty
0: much summed it up. Moving on. All right. Although, I would like to hear just a little bit of Dingle Dan and Ding Farsoli.
1: Dingle <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan be and John Ford Coley. Thieves, thieves, tramps, and thieves.
3: <laughs> Dingle Dan. Give me. <laughs> hit
0: me with a little that would you Andrew give me a little something something take me back
1: the what's the song called Thieves, Thieves
0: Thieves what's in no Thieves? no England D- D- <laughs> D- D- Dan and John Ford Coley England, I not Dingle, just it. England. England England Dan it's been a while, been a while. Not, much, not much how about you I'm not sure what I called I guess I, guess it, I really just, just wanted to talk to, to, you. Talk to you oh Stop it. Geez, I break up with myself, too. All right. Um, J- uh, Joe Biden, by the way, don't forget, uh, he is the man that has he is like uh, he's able to morph into a whole bunch of different things. He's always trying to relate to the audience, no matter where he goes, even if they would fly him up to like Jupiter or something, he'd be able to relate to all the aliens there. Uh, here's a little bit of something. This is Joe. He was on Poland talking about the fact that, well, you know, don't forget he grew up in a neighborhood connection in-
3: between Polish and, uh, and uh, Polish and American people. Yeah. It is extremely strong and deep. I was kidding with the president. I was, uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, yeah. in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then, yeah. when coal died, we moved down to Delaware to a town called Claymont, Delaware, uh-huh. which was a working-class town, and uh, but everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in S-K-I or, or no. Uh, but all kidding aside, the connection between, I was telling the, the president, the pride.
0: The... Okay, so he grew up, so remember, so he's surrounded by all the Polish people. But then don't forget when he was just, a, I think this was in October. It's
3: great to be at Florida Memorial University, one of the nation's great HBCUs. I'm a big fan of HBCUs. I got my start at one of those other HBCUs, Delaware State University. Okay, that's pretty good, man. Anyway, <laughs> uh,
0: he also talked about how he went to he would go to the Catholic church every day, and then he would. Um, go to the black church on Sunday. So Catholic church on Sunday morning, and then he go to a black church. And he also talked about how he went to a synagogue. I I, I
3: got raised in the black church. He knows I'm not kidding. I got my education for real in the black church. And that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did.
0: Uh, We've jammed them together. So he black churches... Uh, Catholic church every day, and then he went to synagogues.
3: <laughs> you all think I'm kidding. He can tell you.
0: I'm... <laughs> I uh, was sort of raised
3: uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically.
0: <laughs> you could put them all together in one shot. <laughs> Those were all separate occasions relating to the audience, raised by the Poles, raised by the Puerto Ricans, black church on Sunday, Catholic church on Sunday, synagogue on Saturday anything he can do to relate to the audience.
1: Yes, he uh, he got a little bit of, uh, you know, pushback on that because people were saying, oh, wait a minute, um, you know, how many, um, it, it's, it says Biden jokes to Polish president that he wants to add ski to his name, um, and there were a couple of other ones where it was like, oh, and then this guy says, yeah, dementia man is a global embarrassment. Um, Biden... <sighs> Uh, Biden jokes to Polish president that he wants to add ski to his name. Totally appropriate, considering we are on the brink of a nuclear war. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I looked up to see how many people in Claymont, Delaware, were Polish. I think it was like 6%. But um, it doesn't matter. Like, you go into the town, you try to relate to the audience, and you, you know say something but in his case he's always sort of transforming himself i think it was a woody allen movie called is it zelig zelig was that movie Z- where right he turns yeah, into a I bunch it,
1: of different characters
0: yeah that's it same sort of thing um there you go joe uh the last poll i saw that he's still doing well although democrats are not sure they want him to run they said if he does run it's a pretty good chance he could uh, be president again and get a chance to see him um uh just tackle the world for another four years the um uh, time remaining Idaho bill will bring back the firing squad yikes I guess they don't have enough of these chemicals in order and the companies get a lot of uh heat from the folks that don't want the death penalty so they don't produce enough of these chemicals in order to inject into the vein of the person who's been sentenced to death there's i think three of them all together and they don't have enough or they're not producing them properly whatever it is so there's sometimes the person experiences some excruciating pain and idaho says we can avoid all of that by just bringing back the firing squad
1: this is also true in mississippi utah oklahoma and south carolina they have the firing squad if other execution methods are unavailable that's what idaho wants to do um, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't it seem weird that it's so difficult to kill someone? I mean, it just seems so. I mean, you s- hear people, um, on crime shows how they've been able to through chemicals or whatnot, you know, kill their spouses or whatever. Uh, it just seems strange that they have such a difficult time, and it's such an excruciating death for people. They're saying there's mm-hmm. about ten seconds of very bad. Pain, or I guess, depending on you know where the bullet hits you, or something, and then it's done. And yeah. so, therefore, it is more humane in the sense that you know it's not going to fail.
0: Mm-hmm. You know the story of the guy, in 1940, uh, 1994. The federal judge upheld the conviction of this guy, uh, Rupe or Rups or whatever his name is. That he was 400 pounds, and said he was too fat to hang. And he died at the age of fifty-one. He was in Walla Walla. And I don't want to well, tell you why he was. What they decided, would it why they couldn't hang him. But you can imagine what happened if you weigh four hundred pounds.
1: Yeah, I mean that would be a difficult task. Mm-hmm. Well, How did he thing,
0: die? At uh, fifty-one, um, I think he was in a. England Dan and John for Colley <laughs> did he
1: start smoking at 50 <laughs> Like our, our French lady she <laughs> down
0: note Jacob poorly produced put him in the book Andrew okay he's in the book put him in there for sad depressing stories at the end of the 522 it, okay make a note there's a there's a there's a footnote there for it Thank you.
1: Do you want to play some pumpkin sound again? Would that cheer
0: you up? No. Let me find some Poco music for you. Yeah. XFL's back. All right. What are they again? The Sea Dragons now? Yes. Not just the dragons Mm. now. The Sea Dragons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I could bring Scorchy back or not. I tried to get that whole thing going and didn't quite take off. Um (laughs) And the whole thing I was going to try to do, but and then the team failed and all went away, and I gave away my scorchy head.
1: You did?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it to somebody. Somebody wanted it. Excuse me. <laughs> I just can't imagine. I can't a classic really. Classic piece of a collectible memorabilia. <laughs> I just I... can't fathom someone having more utility for it than you would
1: especially when uh, you're playing the guitar right
0: yeah how, how, how musically talented was the person you gave the head to i don't know it was weird because that was during the whole oh i think i have covid i remember breathing into the thing and singing <laughs> oh, yeah. into it guys like i'll take it mm. god rest his soul
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh good you uh-huh. can get back
0: then so <laughs> yeah. no he's buried in that's okay. kind of fanny wise. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fanny was
1: that's commitment <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> had trouble closing the, ca- the casket. All right. Uh, so, oh, that's yesterday's show. I'm looking at yesterday's update. Let's talk about the Academy Awards again. <laughs> um, no, this is the, uh, where are we on this one? Sure, you picked that one up yeah, there. Uh,
1: this would be a about single young men. Uh, yeah. Really very lonely.
0: Oh, oh, oh,
3: are very, they?
1: Very, very lonely. Yes. Most young men are single. Most young women are not, says the headline. <laughs>
0: Hmm. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh Because guys don't know how to approach women. Um They don't they're not confident. I just read an article regarding that just saying that the most confident guy gives the woman the impression that he is the greatest thing for her. And she falls for it every single time. I mean, falls well, in not- love. I mean, falls in love. I didn't fall for it. Just falls in love. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. So this really doesn't address that. What they're saying is that men in their 20s are more likely than women in their 20s to be romantically uninvolved. And uh-huh. they think there's a couple of reasons. They think that, that a, a lot of these guys spend way too much time online. Uh, they're sexually dormant. They're friendless. Mm-hmm. They're lonely. Um, women, on the other hand, don't necessarily need to be in a long-term relationship. But who are they with? A lot uh-huh. of women are with other women. And a lot mm. of women are also with older men, so they are not necessarily rejecting these guys, but they have a lot of options that they didn't have before and thirty yes. percent of adults are neither married or live with partners
0: <sighs> yeah i I feel bad for these guys that have um and it is amazing. you talk to a lot of guys in their twenties and like, are you dating? No, just never bothered and I was trying to figure it out. It seems to me that when they were in high school, people didn't date. You weren't going steady. You were in a big group, and you sort of just had this group of friends, but no one ever got serious because you just kind of had this group. Or they never really learned to sort of deal with all the heartache and the pitfalls of getting rejected or not knowing how to talk. To someone from the opposite sex and not knowing how to, you know, you know, just to uh, pick them up, just try to wine them and dine them, or ask them out on dates and things. All of that went away, so now there they all are alone. And if you're in your 20s and you're a female, you get your 30 year olds and you're 50 well, year olds hitting on them. It's this weird mathematics where if you do go online and you're 50, you look for the. 35 to 25 and if you're so then the 30 year olds women are dating the 55 to 60 year old guys right
1: well i, I mean not all of them but yeah, no, it's still a bit of a gap but uh, yeah i mean women may have more options women also may have more experience and more interest in being a couple Whereas Mm -hmm. guys, you know, they're saying that a lot of them spend a ton of time online. They spend a lot of time not really pursuing relationships like they used to. And so they just give up. They just don't bother anymore. And then they're socially awkward. They're lonely. They don't know even where to, I guess, you know, find a date. And -hmm. um, and they say this is a real – psychologically, this is a really – Big problem um, for, for young men, that men commit suicide more often than women yeah. do. They also made a reference to mass shootings or yeah. crime in some ways being a- associated with some of these men who are sexually frustrated or don't feel as though women have paid enough attention to them. So there are are, are some ramifications of this that go beyond just a guy being single.
0: Yeah. Chuck dated this guy. Charlie dated this guy. And she starts to just t- t- describe him to me, and I was like,
1: "Ooh, God,
0: he sounds like me." And then she broke up with him.
1: Did they have a pumpkin? A pumpkin suit?
0: No, but he—they were at a party. She didn't know him. He was—he was he a was the theater major, and um, somebody dumped a beer on her head, and then he walked over because she was, I oh, know, yeah, just kind of half laughing, half crying, not happy that somebody poured a big beer on her head. And he went over and he said, Hey, you don't feel bad. And with that, he picked up a pitcher of beer and poured it over his own head. I was like, well, that's like a scene from a movie. I could see that. That's good. I like that. And then she yeah. goes, and then it was just like nonstop, kind of like in a relationship where it's all kind of rom-com. I was like, but well, Charlie, if he gets himself a good looking gorilla suit, tries to pick you up, <laughs> look out.
1: <laughs> well, do you think that speaks of desperation or creativity?
0: Creativity.
1: Well, that's what yeah. I would think.
0: Yeah. But the guy's trying. No, it's a good move. I like that. You know, it sort of, you know, was, I think he had a lot of clever sort of takes on that sort of stuff. And then she said, it's kind sort of a weird thing of find people that are just in love with being in love or in love with the idea of dating. And then it's just, then guys just sort of put too much pressure. And if you're a young woman, you're like, I don't want to get tied down. I don't want to date somebody seriously. I just kind of want to just, you know, not have to worry about constantly having the boyfriend. So I like the idea of you're younger like that and you don't want to get, you know, tied in, tied down. Date more people.
1: Absolutely. You should. Is that, that is the good time advice? to do it. Yeah, that now's, I mean, the, you know, 20s and probably early 30s, that's the time to get out there and meet as many people as you can. And then you can really kind of decide what you want. But I, mm-hmm. these kids that have these super serious relationships in high school and even in college, and you think that's the only person that they've dated. And it either goes one of two ways either they marry that person, and that can be a little, problematic you know 20 or 30 years into it when you realize you haven't been with anybody else or mm-hmm. it breaks up and then yeah and then you're heartbroken because this is the love of your life or so you think so yeah I think that you know to be able to play the field is the way to go
0: no oh, look at you save that yeah, one, Andrew. I'm
1: I'm doing <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do it later this week
0: wait a minute
1: I'm kidding,
0: I'm kidding. okay good I was gonna say Trevor we I feel sorry for everyone. Trevor had run into somebody there.
1: <laughs> don't tangle with him.
0: I moved back home for a brief time when I was 26 years old. And my mom, I had women spend another you know, night. And I remember one time this one girl came downstairs. So I said to my mom, I, I don't remember her name. i got to get her name, which I knew her name. And my mom's like, oh, my God, how am I going to figure out her name? <laughs> and I said, oh, by the way, Mom, when the next woman comes down, because there are two women up there, I, I can't remember their names. No! There were two. Oh, in my house. i, uh, uh. I
1: was
0: like, no, there's nobody else coming down. would not that have been was... weird and gross, huh?
1: Well, I think the fact that you didn't remember her name is kind of weird and gross. <laughs> I mean, come on, you don't remember her name? I'm oh, kidding. Okay. All right. It was okay. a
0: joke to my mom to get my mom okay. all upset.
1: Yeah. Okay. 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 It's
0: cookie times, play and I'm living at home with mom. Yeah, there you go. good for you. Drop that in there. Here we go. Who wants the potato? Who wants potato. that potato? Ah, you got it. Jacob, get her the potato. She did a great <laughs> job. Good job, Teeny. Good job. Way to go. Thank
1: you.
0: You're welcome. Sherry? Kind words for the little lady.
1: Oh, good job with the potato again. It is no big deal. Yeah,
0: that's I right, know. Sherry. That's what she does. Here comes the mailman now. He sends a little tension. Just a little. I'm the mailman. Tension. As you
3: can see, I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. I'm the mailman. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. I bring the mail to your
0: door. Right to your door. And we'll get that letter today. But first, I take care of all. All the rest. Sherry.
1: John's pumpkin attack. Mi- Michelle mm-hmm. in the 425 says bets on Curly getting arrested at the airport. Video or it didn't happen.
0: Um, I Arrested. 206. Uh, just looked up the pumpkin suit. I 100% support this. Thank you, 206.
1: 360 says, Can we find out what day John is going to meet his son? I'm going on vacation in the next couple of days, and I want to make sure I'm not traveling on the same day some Yahoo in a pumpkin suit shut the airport down. I'm going to be upset if my flight's delayed.
0: (laughs) That's probably good. Not a joke. Not a joke. Not a joke. Not a joke. joke. Uh, Tuesday. Uh, Iwo Jima. My great uncle always stood by the fact that he was there when the picture was taken. He's not in it. He said he was just sitting to the left. Hmm. Uh,
1: Chris in Seattle says, I'm here in Guam right now visiting my kid who's in the Navy. So much history on in this island, just like John's show right now. Beaches and weather. Gorgeous.
0: Thank you. Uh, good for you. Thanks for your son's service. 206. Uh, hi, John. Uh, beautiful story about Iwo Jima. I've always thought that Bob Dylan wrote the ballad of Ira Hayes. Uh, We're both in an area, it was Peter LaFranc, Frank, um, who wrote the song. Yeah, regardless, the author of the song, it is a moving tribute uh, to the man. Uh, Be well, John.
1: Thank you. Uh, England Dan and John Ford Coley. Hugh and Raymond Raymond (laughs) says, you know what you should have said to that girl? Oh, yeah. Well, who needs you anyway? I'm rich. (laughs) That's your standard answer when anyone makes you mad.
0: (laughs) I did at the time, I was struggling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, when it comes to restaurant subscriptions, uh, Brian from Arlington says, "Oh dear God, uh, we've we've seen someone lick the buffet spoon. No way,
1: no way. It happens." But he says, it, "He says,
0: it, yeah. okay, all right, okay. not going to doubt you. Thank you, Brian." Um, Brian
1: East Palestine. 253 says, I don't think you should be able to run a train if you can't see both ends of it at the same time or have enough manpower to handle both ends of it at the same time.
0: Mm hmm. 253 says, Interesting. The Secretary of Transportation is more visible than the Vice President.
1: Multi generational household Pomeranian Wanda says, My brother was in an assisted living apartment after having a stroke when he was 70. There was a restaurant in the building and social events, but my brother wouldn't attend because everyone's so old.
0: Oh, no. Um, let's see. 360 says, my grandmother had a two-bedroom apartment on top of the garage, so she had her own space, but there was still combined income and built-in babysitting. It was great. Hear that, Sherry? It was great.
1: Uh, all right. I, I... And now it is time Guilt for the of the day.
0: Thank you, Teeny. Hot take from Teeny. <laughs> okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Same one every day. Rachel and Auburn. Wow, John Curley, my cat finally came out from under the couch after you scared the daylights out of her with your elderly Frenchwoman voice, only to be met with you singing England Jan and Don Lord slowly. My cat is now back under the couch.
0: Hot <laughs> That's all she wrote. Rachel and Auburn. Didn't write no more. All right. (laughs) She left (laughs) the England Jan and gone Lord slowly. (laughs) Oh, my.